What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Podcast Derailed, PlayStation Universe's best and only podcast. With me today, I have three other guests of Made of Awesomeness. Uh, returning, I have Mike Herodens. What's up, guys? What's up, Mike? Um, and then two new guests, uh, both very awesome. One is Stephen Williamson. Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay, I thought you were dead there. Like... <laughs> did, that sound, did that sound really camp? <laughs> <laughs> and we've also Hiya. got. <laughs> and for the first time, we've also got Justin Titus. What the fuck is that? That's not my name. You know that. <laughs> we've got Justin. Yeah, Justin Titus. Not Justin Titus. Did you ever play Final Fantasy X? What was that? Oh yeah, play? I know what you're talking about. It's uh, it's totally Titus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving along. Let's, let's go back to that. Uh, what do you do at PSU, Stephen and Justin? Um, well, I think my official title is UK editor, but Mike's really the editor. I sort of just do reviews, news features, and uh, um, I'm also the, the UK sales guy. So if you're in the UK or, or Europe at the moment, if it's at the Assassin's Creed site skin on the, on the front page, I was, I was the guy who organized that. So I helped to bring some dollars in. Or, or pounds. Basically, he sells his soul to the devil, uh, and yeah. uh, it's, it's terrible. He's <laughs> he's dragging PSU down. I'm just kidding. And then we've got our marketing. Oh, so, spoilers! What do you do, Justin? Uh, well, basically, I'm an admin on the forums, Agrio. I'm also uh, well, I guess I they call me the social media manager. Basically, I can uh, help out with Twitter, help out with Facebook, help promote the site, help. I call you our marketing guy. Uh, you're totally our marketing guy. Um, all right, guys. So uh, welcome to podcast episode five. Also, uh, obviously, if you, you guys have noticed the podcast just went up today. Um, it hasn't. It didn't go up last week. We were all extremely busy. Uh, I was at an event. Adam was balls deep reviewing 52 games. Stephen was reviewing a rather large game he's going to get into. Uh, Justin was killing Nazis, and Mike is uh, was playing Metal Gear Solid one to four, uh, like he does every day. <laughs> um, so guys, uh, what's PlayStation this week? PlayStation. You ready? What PlayStation games came out this week? Uh, do you guys know what PlayStation games came out this week? Um, no, tell us, Don. <laughs> yes, boss. Uh, so we've got God of War Origins Collection. Mm, what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, I think Adam played. Adam played that, didn't they? Yeah, Adam, Adam um, played pretty much every fucking game in the past six months <laughs> last week. Yeah, I had that turn up. He turned up here on Monday, and I haven't actually sort of had a look at it yet. In fact, I don't even know what's new. Is there anything new over the... the, the is it just a collection of God of War games, or is there... It's, yeah, it's, it's a PSP title, isn't it? Isn't mm-hmm. that the one with the PSP title? Yeah, so? Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus, I believe. Mm-hmm. In HD with trophies oh, right. and with... Uh, some some type of bonus content. It's like a if you remember that developer roundtable discussion or whatever. They had all five game directors from God of War, previous God of War games. Uh, this this was like a bonus with God of War Ghost of Sparta last year. But anyways, they're just packing it onto the disc now. Uh, so that's more God of War, and God of War is great if you like God of War. Yeah. And I haven't played the PSP ones. Make sure to check this one out. Um, so as Adam mentioned in his review. Uh, Chains of Olympus, which was the first uh, Ready at Dawn God of War, it looks good. It doesn't look too crazy, but uh, Ghost of Sparta apparently really shines. Like uh, I remember playing that on my PSP, thinking it looked fantastic, and apparently it looks great uh, in HD. Awesome. So, uh, for you Canadian listeners out there, and for hockey fans in general, we also have NHL 12 that came out this week. 
<laughs> All right. I guess I, mean, I think NHL 12 yeah. is a great game, and I think uh, hockey is a great sport. So fuck you all. Um, no, I live in Finland. That's that's a, like the biggest sport here. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, totally. And most of Scandinavia, I would I would imagine. Yeah, yeah no, no one cares about it in the UK and Europe. I don't think. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's the only thing the, you guys care about. Yeah, they don't even market NHL over here. I mean, it is released over here, but I don't think anyone cares. Well, nobody fucking cares about rugby here, okay? Um, yeah, not me neither. Or cricket. Yes. <laughs> or cricket. <laughs> uh, we've also got... Uh, this This is hit or miss, guys. I don't know who... Uh, seriously, I've heard zero talk about this. White Knight Chronicles 2. Whoa. Wow, that's that's, that's the radar, didn't it? Yeah, totally. That's it's like just, a, J, a JRPG. It's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a PS3... Made by Level 5, and those guys are great, but uh, it was a PS3 exclusive uh, RPG that came out and uh, totally underwhelmed. Um, had a lot of hype behind it, though, I remember. I actually enjoyed it. I played the shit out of that. Uh, multiplayer, mostly. There you go. So, that's it for... Oh, no, sorry, that's not it. Uh, well, I can't believe I forgot this one. This is probably the biggest release we'll see on PS3 and Xbox 360 this year. I can't believe I forgot it. Um... The Penguins of Madagascar, Dr. Blowhole returns again. So, <laughs> that's oh, Dr. Blowhole? <laughs> Dr. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I think they're talking about a whale, man. I'm not so sure on the other type of pictures right now. I, I, maybe it's not appropriate. Yeah, but... That's a scary mental image. <laughs> this, this is a kid's game, right? This is a kid's this game is totally we're talking a kid's about. Game. Yeah. I think Mad- so. Yeah, it's the Madagascar Penguins. <laughs> Dr. Blowhole <laughs> returns. Oh, no! Yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. Um, so moving on to PlayStation Network, um, from Dust, from Dust got released this week. Uh, it got bumped up. It was supposed to come out uh, next week, I believe, or the week after, and it got bumped up to uh, yesterday, or sorry, this Tuesday, randomly. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's a game from Ubisoft, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, pla- it's a platform, isn't it? I, I can remember from the screenshots. There's lots of sand. <laughs> Isn't it a god game or something? Yeah, it's a you god game. control the elements. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah exactly. Uh, we may or may not be doing a review on, on that. Uh, we probably will, so make sure to check back uh, to PSU probably on Monday Monday morning to see that review. If we're going to be doing it, I mean, um, Ubisoft has just only now sent us a, a review code for that. So if we do do it, check back Monday. Uh, you'll see the review, what we think from it. But... Uh, from what I've been seeing around the internet, people people tend to to like it. It's it's mediocre. People like it. Some people dislike it. But whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about the game. Oh, we've also just had a code today for Renegade Ops on PSN, so mm-hmm. we should be reviewing that as well. Oh, cool! That looks like a good game to be totally honest with you. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. Yes, it's another Sega uh, Commando sort of global right. domination. Beat the bad guys. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> we've also got Bulletstorm as a downloadable game. Uh, you guys played Bulletstorm? Cool. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Steven, you reviewed that, didn't you? Yeah, it's yeah. just, there's, there's, I've never seen, um, so much variety to combat. There's, it, it, and it's so addictive. It's got that arcade feel, so you, you're running through the levels really quickly. And you're I just got a question being rewarded for, you, for, for Go on then. Why did they give, why did, why did Epic give us this in our Gears of War PS3, hmm? Why did they give us a Bulletstorm and yeah. not Gears of War Three? Yeah, um, I don't know. There must be there must be some politics involved in that. I think Gears of War because it's been with Microsoft. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
I don't think they'd want to. I don't think that there's no way that would be on PS3. I don't know what you're talking about. But Bullets, Bulletstorm, great. Really inventive kills. Rewards you for being more inventive. Use the environments, fantastic. Um, fast pace, looks great. Yeah, really good game. Cool. Would you recommend it for a $40 download on PlayStation Network? Is that how much it is? Forty dollars. I think so. I think I saw it for thirty nine ninety nine Canadian. I don't know what it um, is. In crazy pounds. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's not worth it for a, a full retail price. Cool. It's it's definitely one of the best shooters in the last couple of years. Uh, like you said, uh, also coming out this week, uh, Renegade Ops, or came out this week rather, Renegade Ops. Uh, we've got Ferrari, the race experience. Like <laughs> mm. I guess it's the <laughs> Ferrari experience, except it's not. Um, no, that... it's just nice for our cars with an average <laughs> race experience. Um, also, it's Gran Turismo 5. Uh, we've also got <laughs> Elemental Monster online card game. I have no idea what that is. Never heard yeah, of I'm that. drawing a blank too. <laughs> um, Mental Monster? <laughs> Elemental Monster. Uh, <laughs> Elemental. I have no idea what that is. I, I Honestly, I think that's a 99 cent game. When I was posting the, the PlayStation Store update, I saw that the, they listed the price as 99 cents. I'm like, what the hell? Um, is that like a mini? It might be a mini. Uh, it's not a mini. It's it's, it's it's a PS3 downloadable game. But anyways, uh, guys, PS1 classics, blast from the past. I mean like mega past. Uh, so kind of like new school past. <laughs> We've got Pong for PS1. Whoa. No, I, I actually nice. I actually played that game on PS1. Uh, the game was nuts, fucking bananas. Totally not regular as Pong. There was a bunch of power ups and crazy shit going on. Uh, actually, pretty fun to be totally honest. Uh, and also uh, PS1 Japanese imports. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Cybernauts Full Metal Madness. I've heard of it. Really? I've played it. You've heard of it? Jesus. Yeah, I have heard of it, believe it or not. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's pretty much uh, what came out this week. Um, moving on to... We have a few uh, comments from um, <laughs> from last week's episode. Uh, not as many as our uh, Gamescom episode. Uh, maybe because we put two up that week. But uh, I'm pretty sure this, this episode will get a lot of downloads. A lot of people listen to this one since we haven't had one for a while. So uh, people have been half-half uh, on the, the intro and outro music from uh, last week's episode. If you guys listened to the intro, it was Eiffel Towers... Uh, no, sorry, Eiffel Towers. <laughs> Eiffel 65's uh, My Console. I don't know if you guys even know who Eiffel 65 is. It's those guys that uh, yes, sang... Yes, I do. I do. Back, in, um, back when I was in secondary school, I think they brought out a... Um, actually, I hope I'm not completely thinking of a wrong band here. I'm pretty sure they did a song <laughs> called... Um, is it blue? Or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah, that's them, that's them. Yeah, those are the, oh god, yeah, that was an anthem for secondary school for me. That really <laughs> brings back memories. <laughs> uh, and uh, that, that, you still have a tattoo, right? I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die, <laughs> written on your back. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> All right, so people. Oh, like that it. song! Oh my god! <laughs> my god! Um, people liked it. Some people didn't like it. Um, one thing, Squirrel Boy one has something to add about that uh, we, me and Matt, or Matt and I, or I don't remember, even remember who was arguing about it. We were talking about um, controller versus uh, keyboard and mouse for Counter-Strike. I think that's what it was about. And uh, in one extreme run-on sentence, <laughs> Squirrel Boy says, on the, PS3 and PS, on the PC and PS3 thing, uh, keyboard and mouse is such a control advantage. PC gamers aren't necessarily better than console gamers, but when put against each other, most of the time, the PC player has the advantage. Remember when the 360 and PC did it with Shadowrun, the PC gamers just annihilated them. Uh, thanks for your input, Squirrel Boy. I don't think anybody would disagree with you. Uh, would you guys? 
No, I don't think you can't compare the two really. It's totally different hardware. The PC gamers, when you when you pit them on the same game against console gamers, are always always going to win. And it's nothing to do with the skill; it's to do with the hardware that they've got. Hmm. How 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 much more accurate a mouse and keyboard can be over a controller? No, it doesn't make them better gamers though. Justin, unless you totally suck ass, uh, if you're using a keyboard and mouse, you're going to win against it. Uh, someone with a controller. I mean, if you have any decent amount of skill, that is. Really? What if I challenge yeah. you to Street Fighter? Street? I'm talking about first-person shooters, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, for sure. First-person shooters totally have their advantage. What about third-person shooters? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because it, it, it kind of plays the same, but it kind of doesn't because, you know, you are controlling a character, and that's always... Mm-hmm. For me, at least, it's normally easier with a controller than it oh, is yeah. with a keyboard and mouse. Totally. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've just played Super Street Fighter 4 on PC, but I've just reached straight for the controller, plugged the controller in. Right, I, I don't sure. know how people play that on PC. I really doubt they do, and if they do, please send us a video to a podcast.psu.com <laughs> of you playing this. I, I have to see. Um, but yeah, maybe we found a middle ground. Uh, has there ever been a cross-platform uh, third-person shooter? I don't think so. Not, not, <laughs> there hasn't been very many cross-platform games at all. Uh, most recent memory, uh, there was Portal 2 for uh, PC, Mac, and PS3, and that was cool. And I, I think we covered this last last time. Uh, Counter-Strike is also going to be cross-platform, and that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool simply because what they're doing is they're not going to segregate the PC players from the PS3 players at all. Everybody's going to be on the same servers and you won't even know who's using a controller and who's using a mouse and keyboard. Um, The way that they'll sort it out though is by by skill. Uh, Counter-Strike is going to automatically, kind of like how they do for StarCraft, how they pair everybody up by their their skill level. Um, If you suck with a keyboard and mouse and you're getting the same kill-death ratio as someone with a controller, then you're going to be paired up with those people. And I think that's a pretty good way of doing it. So People that suck with a keyboard and mouse will probably be in the same games as people that are pretty good with a controller. I think that's a good way of doing it. Mm. I think it's going to be interesting to see what, um, I mean, on the other side of the spectrum, with, with Microsoft, and they're, they're introducing Xbox Live to Windows 8, um, which is rumoured for, I think, autumn 2012. So I think there's going to be more cross-platform games with Xbox and, and PC. But it'd be interesting to see if it's sort of, Tony follows that and does, does more cross-platform stuff. Hmm. See, I don't know about that. I don't know if maybe the next Xbox console will see a lot more cross-platform play, but uh, they just, because Microsoft seems so, so, so limited with the 360. I mean, they, they come out and say all the time that they don't want to, they don't want to segregate their audience. They don't want to, they want all their audience to play with the controller or connect, I guess. And uh, just, just to play with other 360 members. I mean, that that's what, that's what they say, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I honestly don't think that they're going to change that this for the Xbox 360. Maybe, maybe the next one, but I agree. Not, not the X, Xbox 360. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I mean, moving on to news, guys. Um, so, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It's a game. It's a video game. I can confirm that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is a video game, and uh, it has a hardened edition. Um, Inside the hardened edition comes a special disc, and by what I, what I mean by special disc, because I just mean it has different art on it. Uh, you get an XP boost, in-game em- emblems, weapon camouflage, and more in Call of Duty Elite. You also get a year's membership to Call of Duty Elite. You get a steelbook case, a limited edition collectible field journal, and a, a, a dynamic PS3 theme, theme. All this for ninety nine ninety nine. This is a twenty dollar price hike from previous hardened editions. What do you guys think? 
uh, about the hardened edition or about elite? Uh, we'll get to elite in a second. About the nine hundred dollar price point for uh, the hardened edition, because this has been topic of much debate online, especially in our comment section. Uh, I think people are going to buy it. I mean, they're they, yeah, the people are going to buy it. I don't think that's a debate. Totally. Uh, I, I I do believe people are going to buy it. Um, what did you want to say, Steve? Hey, hang on, Don. Did you get? Apparently, everyone who attended that event got a free. <laughs> I totally edition. have. I have my hardened edition. It's going to, it's going <laughs> you to be sent. Kept that quiet. <laughs> it's going to be sent to me on November uh, November eighth, right God. when Modern Warfare is released. November eighth. I'm just gonna walk outside, see it on my doorstep, and I'm gonna be like, hmm. <laughs> nice. I, I think nice. it's just interesting. I think um, any collector's edition, if you absolutely love the game, you'll pay. You'll pay whatever for it. Yeah, it's a bit expensive, but. You don't have to buy it. If you just want the game, buy the the standard Mike, version. Mike, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I agree with what Stephen said. Although there, I think there are maybe exceptions. I mean, I don't know if um, the Elder Scrolls um, Skyrim one—that's particularly pricey. I'm sure we've all heard about that. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that as well. Now, I personally wouldn't pay for that. Um, Did the, you uh, see the size Warfare... of that box? Yeah, yeah man, it's it. fucking huge. What's in there? <laughs> Mike, it's a dragon oh, statue, I think. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah there's the statue, isn't there? Some kind of art book or yeah. guide or something yeah. like that. Some world map. Mike, I brought up this issue with Bethesda. I said, yeah. I actually said to the PR guy, I said, this is absolute ridiculous price. I'd love to have <laughs> yeah, bought this, but there's no way. And he came back to me and he said, have you felt how heavy this thing is, dude? He said, <laughs> you know, he said, he said you'll be surprised. He said, you'll, you'll open it and it'll be like the best collector's edition you've ever had. How, how much so, is it? It, oh, God, God, it's about 150 quid, isn't it? Possibly, I can't. Something like that, yeah. If, in my opinion, just on the subject of collector's editions, um, <laughs> this might not be surprising, but um, it, uh, in terms of quality, I personally think the um, Assassin's Creed Revelations Animus Edition is incredibly, um, it's definitely worth um, the money you're paying for it. There's a lot of nice stuff in there. God damn it, a, Mike. <laughs> a comprehensive um, encyclopedia, which just looks awesome. And it's only 70 quid as well. Now that's... In my opinion, that's worth it. <laughs> Again, uh, PlayStationUniverse.com is not in any way affiliated with Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> we did call the, the announcement of... Uh, what was it? Now? <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I think it was Assassin's Creed Vita or something like that. Um, sisterhood, Brotherhood, Fatherhood. Revelations. So, the thing is, about the Call of Duty thing, it's $99, which is a $20 price hike. Usually the hardened editions are $79.99. Uh, however, there seems to be no prestige edition announced yet for Modern Warfare 3. Uh, usually they have this crazy $150 prestige edition that comes with either fucking night vision goggles or an RC car for yeah. Black Ops or whatever. But the only thing about this is, now, I'd, I would say that $100 is too much, except for the fact that Call of Duty Elite is being bundled in this. You get a one-year subscription to Call of Duty Elite, and I have to say, seriously, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, after I think that that's, that's going to be its main sell, selling point, is totally. Elite right there. That I, totally. A lot of people are going to buy that, so they don't have to, you know... I mean, check this out. $50, I mean, isn't it? You spend... It's, uh, yes, it's $50. You spend $100 on, on the uh, Mono Warfare, so... That's like for forty extra dollars, you end up saving twenty dollars on all the Modern Warfare three maps. Yeah. I, I can't like yeah, it. Yeah, that does sound good. I can't like well, it. They... You can access it via your smartphone as well. Yeah. The only problem I have with the Elite thing is that I have a feeling that it's going to lead to something else. I have a feeling that eventually this they're getting people used to paying a subscription fee, and then bam, it's going to be you're paying for online play because they already talked about it that in the past that they want to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it, so- it sounds point. okay now. I mean, it's almost like to the po- Call of Duty is almost to the point of market saturation right now. There's a lot of Call of Duty all the time. Uh, people don't seem to be too upset about that. It still sells like hotcakes. So, I mean, until that happens, I guess Call- Activision's free to do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, journalists and stuff like that, we're, we're not going to be happy about it. Uh, there's There's a lot of negative negative press already around call of duty as it is but i mean still look call of duty xp was a great example thousands thousands of people paid 150 dollars just to be able to play mono warfare 3 uh so there's still a lot of people really looking forward to to mono warfare 3 and call of duty in general but until then i mean hopefully pay to play will never happen for call of duty but i wouldn't put it past activision yeah it's either gonna be them or ai isn't it who uh who, who spur it forward also next thing Kojima, this is worst worst segues in the world. Uh, Kojima confirms four player co op for Peace Walker HD. This this was announced a little while back, but still, I know a lot of people are really stoked about this. Uh, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> uh, well, you kind of built me up to be this hardcore Metal Gear fan, which I am, but I haven't actually played any of the PSP games, so I don't know anything about Peace Walker at all. <laughs> All right, well, that was Mike Herodance, everybody. He's no longer on Podcast Derailed, and he's no longer staff at PSU.com. Uh, that's actually really surprising. I've played, uh, I've played Portable Ops and Peace Walker uh, quite extensively. Uh, they're both great games, and I'm telling you, Peace Walker in HD with dual analog stick controls and a uh, and four-player co-op over PSN, that's going to be incredible, I'm telling you right now. It was probably one of my favorites so far in the, in all of the series because you know I love, love the fact that you're building your base, you're building, you know, you're recruiting guys, you can capture them and make them work for you. I loved all that. That was a great game. Totally. Yeah, the dual analog sticks are just gonna just gonna change the game totally. Yeah, man, that's that's what it's all about. Seriously, the 60, 60 FPS HD graphics, dual analog sticks, uh, no more ad hoc party or whatever you needed to play. No more ad hoc bullshit. You you play this over PlayStation Network. It's going to be great. Um, speaking of Sony and PSP, uh, you know that new PSP model that Sony announced uh, a few weeks ago? Yep. yep. The $99 one. The $99 one, exactly. They they said it's to attract younger gamers, which which is what, what we said last podcast. Um, I mean, that's totally for younger gamers. It's a UMD machine. It doesn't have the... Uh, the, the flash media on it like the gold does yeah it doesn't have wi-fi so it's missing it's missing wi-fi whatever um this is totally like like we were talking about this is totally just for kids or or mothers going to the store buying a psp it's 99 dollars. it'll be there this holiday season kids can play any umd game on it i think i think sony's right in in a, in a appealing to younger gamers for this and yeah, i can say that just my experience well. on 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 facebook and twitter that I've actually heard people asking asking us about, about you know if we have any information about that because they want to buy that at, for their kids. So I think Sony's doing a pretty good job right there. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, uh, so what, what, what games would you recommend then for kids on PSP? Ratchet and Clank: Size Matters, hands down. Yeah, uh, that game uh-huh. is great. Um, other than that, I mean, for kids, I don't know. Uh, Little Big Planet, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patapon. Yeah. Patapon. That, that's uh, it's a little bit hardcore, though. I have to admit, yeah, it's yeah. kind of kind of really hard. I would not recommend Mod Nation Racers. Uh, I love the PlayStation Three version of that game. However, the PSP version is literally, literally just a downscaled version of that. I mean, I popped it in. Uh, you remember when PlayStation Network went down and you were able to download uh, two games with a Welcome Back package, two PSP games? Yeah. Uh, Mod Nation Racers was one of those games. Um, 
So I downloaded it and I was super stoked because I really liked uh, My Nation Racers. But the thing about that is it's exactly just a downscaled version of the PS3 version. Um, I mean, I, I popped it in, the same intro video started playing, just low res, the same like beginning race, the same story and everything that I'm like, wow, this is terrible. So it's basically a non-HD version. That's exactly what it is. I had the chance, uh, I had the uh, the opportunity to interview Glenn Schofield at Call of Duty XP, as, as a lot of you know. Uh, Glenn Schofield is awesome, co-founder of Sledgehammer Games, um, the new studio helping out Infinity Ward with Modern Warfare 3. Uh, they're helping them out with multiplayer, a little bit of single player, I think. Actually, I'm not really sure, just from, from what Glenn made it sound like. They're, they're, they're doing single player, more level design, I, I think, and the uh, some multiplayer like Spec Ops. Uh, Glenn Schofield also helped create a... Um, Dead Space, the original Dead Space. Uh, so he's he's pretty much a pimp in my eyes for that. Um, what I got him to basically say is he didn't really want to admit that the story was wrapping up, but just the way the interview went, Glenn Schofield said that Activision was wrapping up the story in Modern Warfare 3, saying that the franchise wouldn't end, but the previous story from Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2 would see an end in Modern Warfare 3. That's pretty much the gist of what he said. Now, what I guess that means is that Soap, Makarov, Price, they're all going to die. Or something. I mean, their story is going to come to an end. I'm pretty sure they're going to kill them all off anyways. It's, it's a miracle those guys are all fucking alive still anyways. Yeah, they managed to survive quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> Killing them off is, is the only way they can finish it, I think. Kill a lot of them in one big fuck-off explosion. That's what they said about uh, Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid 4, and he didn't have to die, man. I don't know. All, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Although... Um... Although he will die uh, in, I think, three months' time after Metal Gear Solid 4. But whatever. Um, He's going to come back. I just know it. He's going <laughs> to come back. I don't know about Metal Gear Rising, but we, we haven't seen the last of Snake. He didn't die there. They're going to bring him back. Kojima I, I, said I, that was Kojima. the last of Snake. Are you calling Kojima a liar? Yeah, yeah Kojima Koj- said, said that the, what uh, Snake Eater was going to be the last <laughs> of Metal Gear Solid. Exactly. Game. And now we've got Metal Gear Solid Rising, Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid Piss Walker. You know, all of those. <laughs> well, actually, uh, to be totally honest, um, Rising, is he's, he's not really... He's just... Acting like he's overseeing Rising. He's not. He doesn't have much to do with it at all. He kind of passed yeah, that he's down. Handed, he's, he's handed development over to us, um, a younger team, I think he said. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's just yeah. he's like the Godfather. He's just there, like sh- like nodding his head whenever they ask him a question. Uh, I doubt he's really doing much on it. Speaking of Japanese people and their craziness, um, ESRB an ESRB leak came out, uh, and they rated Devil May Cry one, two, and three for PS3 and 360 in HD. What do you guys think about that? I awesome, think it's, I, I love it. That's def- sorry, um, uh, can I just finish quickly? Yeah, I think it's yeah, um, yeah. sorry, it's, I think it's an inevitable that um, we're going to get a HD collection of Devil May Cry because it's the tenth anniversary this year, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Capcom said um, they ran a competition, I think, for some fan art for um, at the time an unannounced um, Devil May Cry project, and I think that's pretty much what it pertains to, and considering the ratings board is um they've outed pretty much well they've outed loads and loads of psn games haven't they i mean like parasite mm-hmm. even god knows how many god knows how many others and i think um i think this is pretty much in the bag i mean i think because um, i think Capcom's having a they're holding an event this saturday i believe i'm not sure if that's just for resident evil but i reckon we're going to get an announcement this week on that and plus we got the uh reboots coming out next year as well so the time is just right on that i think yeah. I wonder if they're going to put it on Vita because it seems like all of these HD collections are going to Vita also. Oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, man, that would be so awesome. That would, yeah. 
Uh, speaking of ancient yeah, collections, sorry, Steve. I was going to say that that sort of thing, bringing bringing Devil May Cry to to Vita, is going to just make it stand out so much from from what they did with the PSP. The need to sort of back it with games like this. Right, right. Speaking of Devil May Cry and the PSP, whatever happened to that original Devil May Cry that was planned for PSP? Capcom had like announced when PSP was when PSP was announced, Capcom came out and said, "And we're making a Devil May Cry for it," and uh, that was that was apparently yeah. a giant lie. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, they they cancelled that, and also it's worth pointing out that um, they announced Resident Evil Portable at E3 2009, and <laughs> they haven't said a dicky word yeah. on it since. And I think yeah, it's pretty right. obvious that I heard I think about it's pretty that obvious all that... week from Mike. <laughs> yes, you did. Well, I know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that um, well, there's two things. Most people think, from what I read, that it's either been become what is now known as Resident Evil Revelations on the 3DS, or it's going. It's still the PSP game, but they moved it to Vita. I sincerely hope it's for latter, though. Because Dude, Vita, totally. we, did, we need a portable Resident Evil game for a Sony uh, portable console. I mean, come totally. on, it's Resident Evil. Yeah, man, totally. Uh, they're gonna, they're just going to let um, Silent Hill... What's that Silent Hill PSP game coming out for Vita? Oh, it's not down there. Oh, um, Book of Memories. Book of Memories, that's it. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, that, I'm looking forward to that in terms of... I mean, I, I, who's, who says survival horror is going to work on a handheld? But I don't care. Uh, I've never really played a good survival horror game. Speaking of survival horror on my handheld, uh, on the flight to uh, Call of Duty uh, XP, <laughs> I had to. I just uh, before leaving my house, I really quickly put just shoved something on my my PSP. I downloaded Dino Crisis from from the <laughs> the PlayStation Store. Oh, I put wow. that on my PSP to play. <laughs> um, guys, I pretty much wanted to commit suicide on the plane because holy <laughs> fuck, that is not a fun game. I wanted to throw my PSP out the window, and but if I did that, I would have caused explosive decompression and, and probably killed everybody on the plane. But um... I actually <laughs> liked that. I liked that game when, I, when you it was really on. didn't what like it. It, it was a pl- PlayStation oh, One game, right? Yeah, it was a PlayStation yeah. One game, and I remember yeah. playing it back in the day, and I remember thinking it was really hard, and I really liked it because it's pretty much Resident Evil with dinosaurs. But the only yeah. thing is that I remember getting way further when I was younger than than on the plane, and I was just so frustrated. I'm like, did I get shittier or dumber or something? I, I couldn't figure out how to open those <laughs> damn doors because I don't know if you remember, there were some doors locked that you had to put in, like, actual codes. But the thing is, like... Uh, you read a document on a table and I'm like, okay, cool. I read the document and it had some numbers in it and I'm like, I'll just check it at the door. I get to the door, <laughs> I'm checking my menus and I'm like, there's no section in my menus for like recorded documents or anything. So I realized I had to run all the way back and remember all the numbers in the document to open the door. And I was like, oh, fuck this. That's ridiculous. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a fa- here's a fact for you. Apparently, uh, Dino Crisis is the 11th best-selling Capcom game of all time. What? Well, yeah. that's random. <laughs> Are you serious? How is that's that possible? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, oh, and with the rest but, uh, of the Monster Hunter and Street Fighter games, right? Yeah, but Jesus. I, it, it hasn't got the list here. I'd like to know what the list is now, but just as that's I the 11th best one. I know that Resident Evil is their highest selling franchise ever, and that's in, um, it beats Street Fighter, which is surprising. Fuck. Mm hmm. Well, you just blew my mind with that Dino Crisis thing. Um, yeah, in there's fact, a lot of people fact, that play Dino Crisis. Surely, I'm angry surely at Capcom. If that's the so case, let's just move on. <laughs> surely, if that's the case, then Capcom must be planning a, a new version of Dino Crisis, a reboot. Well, <laughs> but it, now that's one series that needs a reboot because they absolutely screwed it over with the abysmal Dino Crisis Three, the one where one for the Xbox, which <laughs> oh, no one played, yeah. was set in space. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. my gosh. 
Just bring back um bring back the redheaded chick in the um uh, dude with the blonde hair or whatever. Dylan, I think his name. Oh no, redheaded chick. In the past, uh, <laughs> starts with her name starts with an R. Regina. 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 Yeah. Regina. Regina. Yeah. <laughs> Regina, shut up, guys! <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of PSP. There was a lot of Vita news at TGS, which we'll get to in a second. But just wrapping up some some quickfire uh, news points. Uh, I, I, Steve, maybe you'll care about this since uh, you did the Resistance Three review that you'll t- you'll be talking about later. Um, Resistance Three coming to home. <laughs> are you a uh, are you a fan of home? You mean with a home space where you can just hang around and. And run away from Chimera and <laughs> terrible looking Chimera, by the way. I don't know if you see that, if you saw that screenshot I posted in the article. He looks like no, a no. fucking action figure. <laughs> I don't know, but that's home. It looks like, it looks like exactly what you, what you think a Chimera would look like in home. Just so awkward and just, I don't know. <laughs> Moving like a robot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Looks like um, a rubber costume, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. I mean, I've, I've literally visited home spaces because it's been my job to do so. I've and never you're stayed there, like, yeah, I've, I've never stayed there like more than five minutes before thinking this is shite. <laughs> these kids are, are these kids are not are not picking up to my and, and uh, people are booking. But saying that, what I do like about home, going off the subject, that sodium two, that new multiplayer game is a, I think it's a real signal of how home could be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a decent MMO race and it's free so I, I do enjoy that and I do pop into home to play that yeah man I mean um, Sony came out and said recently that they want to completely revamp home I mean they said they wanted to uh, make it way more like you, you log in and you, you can play games like straight from the they want to revamp that whole dashboard which I think is a good idea I mean PlayStation Home while hardcore gamers don't really ever log on, I mean it's it's a success whether whether people like it or not. I mean they they're still pumping content out for that every week. Uh, crazy people. I mean, sorry if you buy stuff for home, uh, you're you're kind of crazy. I mean, it's just paying for clothes and gloves and mittens and shoes and furniture, whatever. I mean, I don't I don't know how All much right. that actually enhances the experience of home. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, I I do that. I bought it. I bought a apartment <laughs> and, and some stuff for my apartment. <laughs> All right, no, well. Sack, sack him. We've got a nut on board. <laughs> does it um does it does it enhance your home experience? Do do you like invite people? Hey guys, check out my sick crib. <laughs> and everybody's no, like doing no, the running no. man in your house. I I just sit in there and look at my my White Knight Chronicle statue and my old at- PlayStation <laughs> statue. I look at my uh, Sheva Alomar and Chris Redfield uh, action figure statues I have in home, and I'm like, why? Why did? It, why do I have you? And why do I have you on my table in home, you guys? I, I kind of hate you, especially you, Sheva. <laughs> I, I really hate you. Ready, partner? Locked and loaded. Suck on this, Wesker. Your time's up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That was for our fallen brothers. <laughs> so, uh, Square says that Final Fantasy Versus 13 is now in full development. I, I say, you know what? About I say, bloody time. Yeah, exactly. Square says FF Versus 13 is now in full development. Don says, what the fuck took so long, man? Jesus. Yeah, this it was, was announced yeah. back at E3 2006, so, you know, five, over five years ago now. I mean, yeah, I think everyone's, everyone's pretty much just saying about downtime, you know, get on with it and just release the game already. Yeah, I know Justin's really looking forward to it. What do you think, Justin? Oh, yeah, I've been ready for that game, and I've been thinking <laughs> it's coming for, like, about the last three years, and now I don't even think about it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it fell off a lot of people's radar. But I, I still think it, it'll pull enough weight when it comes out. I don't know. Uh, the Kingdom Heartsness really got me. Like, you know how it's more like an action RPG? Uh, that that has me really looking forward to it. Plus, I think I think they announced that it's the first... I might be wrong about this. Maybe they changed, but maybe they changed plans. Will it be the first M-rated Final Fantasy? I'm not sure. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. I think they announced something about. I don't, it I don't know, last but year. I, I know it's 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 extremely dark compared. Yeah, to it's very dark, and I think there's blood games. in it. Yeah, I think there's blood in it. That's why it might be M-rated. I hope I hope they keep that. Uh, I might be wrong. I might have been like on one of my heroin trips. Uh, but I think uh, you might right because I, I'm pretty sure that all of the Final Fantasy games have been like rated T for teen or something like yeah. that before. Yeah. 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 Apparently, I'm just looking on the internet here, but yeah, it's, it is rated M. For violent content, that's awesome. Boobies. I would like to know how they they rated it already. I mean, because I haven't yeah, seen shit point. from it. So how do you rate something? I ha- did they rate it from the videos we saw <laughs> they, three years ago? They probably just rated it from the first, the only first and only screenshot has yeah. been released. <laughs> I don't even think Square has seen shit on it, man. They don't even know what the fuck they're working on. But yeah, by- this this can't this this can't have been rated by the ESRB. Well, it's, no, it's that, that's just speculation. That's all hey, speculation. Hey guys, I think. Ch- check out this screenshot. There's some blood on his face. Rated M. <laughs> and there's a boot shot there. <laughs> Subways. Yeah, Subway. Uncharted 3 thing. Um, so, what they previously didn't announce is that DC Universe Online, uh, you could actually get like a seven day trial to that. Uh, with all the, the features in it and whatever, just from Subway. Which is kind of cool. I mean... Um, you could get basically this is what you get. I'm just gonna go down the list. You could get a, a dynamic theme for Uncharted 3, which I think is pretty cool. You can get uh, the Fortune Hunter bounty. I don't know what that is. I guess it's just uh, extra cash in Uncharted 3. You could get a multiplayer Drake character skin and a multi- multiplayer weapon skin. Uh, you could obviously get Uncharted 3 the multiplayer experience early, and you can also get um, virtual <laughs> subway costumes for PlayStation Home. I know Steve's really looking forward to that. Now, is that for the U.S. only, or, or did they did they just specify that at all? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Actually, I, I did. I do. I think they did say it's uh, for North America only. Um, I don't even know if we're getting it in Canada, but I don't know. Subway, like the sandwich people. Yeah, like 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 like, yeah. like the sandwich people that Adam hates. Um, do you have to buy British. a particular? Do you have to buy a particular sandwich to get this? I think there's like, uh, isn't there one with a with a meal, and then there's one with a drink cup or some something like that. <laughs> some, something like that. Or, or I think you actually do have to buy some ancient sandwich that they they excavated. Um, they just found like this old ass crummy sandwich. Yeah, that, that's the, you got to buy their 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 stock. I reckon it should be the meatball one on uh, Italian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Twelve uh, inch. <laughs> um, so, Rockstar confirms uh, Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year edition. Uh, not big news, but what do you guys think about that? I mean, I, I saw that happening. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised at that. I mean, it's Red Dead has been, you know, held by critics everywhere, and it's yeah, it's definitely worthy material. I mean, I haven't even played the game that much, and I thought it was great from what I saw. Mm. Yeah, the more people that play it, the better. I think this is an excuse, actually, for someone like me to actually go and buy it. This is the perfect opportunity to go and buy it. Game of the Year edition, I mean, makes sense. Oh, you, you, have you never played Red Dead? I, my brother's got it. I played it um, just briefly, but I don't own, own a copy myself, so I'd rather go out and buy this one, definitely, rather than borrow his one. Yeah, totally. Red Dead is great, man. Because you get all the uh, downloadable content. Hey, does it, it comes with all the downloadable content, right? Yeah. Yeah. Undead Nightmare and all of that stuff. Yeah, it sounds like a... I'll probably pick that up. 
Yeah. Um, so, guys, that, that pretty much covers all the, the big uh, news announcements for the past two weeks. Um, now let's get into TGS, which happened two days ago. <laughs> since this is going up on yeah um so what do you guys think of TGS any any highlights from the show that I'm about to get into Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy um, 10 HD yeah. <laughs> alright guys don't blow your load just yet um <laughs> big announcement uh Sony announced that the Playstation Vita will release in Japan on December 17th so it will be out this year barely in Japan so I guess that means we'll get it in February March or something yeah they said uh, I, 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 I said March. about March yeah. Hmm. Have, you, have you seen the launch lineup? Yeah, actually, speaking of the launch lineup, uh, they, they confirmed that 26 games will be available for the Japanese Vita launch, which is pretty damn impressive, seriously. Well, yeah, didn't they say there's 100 games that would be by March? So yeah, 100 games we'll, by March. We'll have 100 games at launch for you know Europe and North America? Damn it. That's... Yeah, I think, I think we've got a lot to be excited about, I think, by the time it launches in America and Europe. Yeah, but um, you if, just if, blew if, my mind. If I was in Japan, I'd sort of look at that launch lineup and I'd think, all right, it doesn't excite me that much. If I was in Japan but, uh, and I looked at the launch lineup, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, Ridge Racer! What else have they got to look forward to there? I don't know. I mean... What the fuck is Dream Club Portable? Oh, Wipeout 2048. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think that's launching, though. I think that'll be out in March. I think that's what they said. We didn't hear Monster Hunter 4. I'm still pissed off at Capcom. Yeah. Because it's going to the 3DS. Yeah, I think that's yeah. stupid. Here's the thing about Monster Hunter 4. Monster Hunter 4 is going to be announced for the Vita. Everybody's going to flip their shit. It's going to come out. And then everybody's going to find out that it doesn't use the right analog stick for camera. In fact, the right analog stick does nothing in the game. And everybody's going to be super pissed off again. And uh, Monster Hunter is going to continue to suck. I'm sorry. That's my. <laughs> that's what, what I think about Monster Hunter. It needs dual analog stick camera control, man. Mm. Hey, t- t- talking of the analog, analog sticks on Vita, I, I was quite surprised when I, I had to go... Vita at Gamescom that you couldn't click down the right stick to run I was like getting ready to run it's like run run like, it's like how the hell do I run are you but, clicking that stick down hold on a second there's there's two analog sticks on the Vita you are you being serious <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just waiting for how long it would take for me to get fired I just wanted to see if Mike would just come down and oh, alright Don that's, that's enough from you um <laughs> So, 26th uh, launch games, I think that's pretty cool. A lot of games that I have no idea what they even are, but I mean, I'm mean, i sure Japanese people are stoked for them. They also announced like a lot of uh, features for Japan, like, um, well, what's that Japanese YouTube thing, Mike? Don't ask me, I went over my head, that did. Yeah, so they announced... <laughs> what, what was that, Neko Neko or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Some, something like that. Um, naked, naked Japanese man, something like that. Um, oh, better be loads of, girls, loads of girls in school uniform. <laughs> I don't know, man. So we were talking about it this. wouldn't it's be like Japanese a... if there wasn't schoolgirls. <laughs> it's a Japanese video sharing service, and so it's pretty much YouTube. And I'm like, what do they have against regular ass YouTube? <laughs> Japanese YouTube sounds extremely scary to me. Like, what would yeah. be on there? That'd be So, um. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was also confirmed for Vita during that conference. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, that, excited that turned about up on a... Sorry, carry on, Justin. No, that was all I had to say. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Justin doesn't want to talk over <laughs> you again, Mike. <laughs> He's scared to get killed. 
<laughs> I'm afraid of whip. <laughs> you know, he, he used a stick last time, and I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit shy now. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. I think that was um I think I did a story on that a while back. It was outed on um, an Amazon website, so yeah, I'm not surprised at that um coming up. But that's cool, and it's a launch game as well. I think they said so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, is it a launch game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Holy shit. Oh, that's that's very cool. That's that's really intense. I I, I didn't include that in my uh, my launch game uh, lineup. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for launch. I think that's a really strong launch title. To be yeah, definitely. That's cool, man. You know, one of the coolest parts of the Vita is uh, it's totally trouncing the PSP's biggest weak point, which is that the PSP hardly had third-party support, um, or strong third-party support for that matter. But the Vita, already out of the gate, seems to have great, great third-party games announced for it, being already in development, and we've already seen a lot of them, and they look fucking fantastic. They're writing all the lines from the PSP, aren't they? They don't want to launch, um, you know, they don't want to launch with a third-party lineup, and they want to get everyone on board while they can. So, like, I mean, like Stephen just said, they have so many great games for the um, US and European launch as well. I mean, that's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that was the main the main problem with the, the PSP was it, it, it was a lot of shit ports, and that was pretty much it. Besides besides Sony's offerings, you know, the first yeah, definitely. It was just, Third-party support wasn't there, and I think that's a big change right now. I mean, there's so many third-party, you know, original titles coming to the Vita that it's. It, I just can't wait. I, I, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm, I'm going to buy one day one. Cool. I think what's great as well is if people go out and buy these third-party games to begin with at launch, then these third-party publishers are just going to play more money into it and it's going to be even greater games down the line in a couple of years yeah so um also uh, announced was the um final fantasy 10 10th year anniversary for the ps3 and vita no yeah. i'm still excited about that that that's mine and my wife's favorite game so it'll be awesome man i mean uh, it's hd i mean final fantasy 10 it's probably first games that a lot of people first played final fantasy i mean some people might say seven but a lot of you know newer pe- players to Final Fantasy, they would probably say ten. Yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. I, mean, I started off with seven, but jumped on board with ten. I mean, it was it was wasn't that the um, first Final Fantasy game for the PlayStation Two? Ten is that right? Affirmative. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You're right, then. I, I started with Final Fantasy ten, and then I went backwards. Cool. But I've never How played a Final Fantasy game, game before. Um, good. I mean, I love Final Fantasy seven, but um, Final Fantasy ten sticks. Mostly in my mind, because it was the first Final Fantasy game I played, and I was just totally engrossed in it for a long time. So yeah, totally I, think, I think they did such a great job with that game. I mean, you know, the characters were likable. The story was interesting. It was all integrated. It flowed perfectly. You know, it wasn't boring throughout the whole thing. I mean, it was great. I was just, I was just agreeing with, uh, with Justin. Final Fantasy X was fantastic. For, for the first PS2 uh, Final Fantasy, they really... They really I mean... I don't think there was a better Final Fantasy on PS2. It was the first Final Fantasy on PS2. Final Fantasy X2. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, sorry. So, uh, the giant tattoo on my back of Final Fantasy X2, um, that, that clearly clarifies that that's my favorite Final Fantasy ever. But um, Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XII, I was also not a fan of, so whatever. I did not like yeah, that I kind of I lost track after X, to be honest. I mean, I haven't yeah. played that many. I've only played seven and ten. I'm ashamed to say. I think well, the biggest problem with twelve was that it didn't—it did not have a main character. 
you didn't really have someone that you you were following in their story you were sharing it was just like kind of like a jumbled mess right right um so whatever i think that's gonna be cool final fantasy 10 in hd with trophy support uh that's gonna be pretty awesome speaking of games coming to the vita so kojima announced that the fox engine uh would be developed for the vita and um i clearly had a giant orgasm as soon as this <laughs> as soon as this was announced uh, I, I couldn't stand anymore and i couldn't type anymore and it was a big thing uh mike had to rush me to the to the hospital simply because i hope i hope to all God, I know uh, Metal Gear Solid Four wasn't developed using the Fox Engine, but <laughs> let me keep my fucking let me keep my Metal Gear love uh, intact. I really hope Metal Gear Solid Four comes to the Vita. Oh God, that'd be so awesome. With trophies, naturally. With trophies, with extra content, it'd be called like Metal oh Gear Solid God. Four sus- sustenance or sub substantial sub substantiation sub- assistance. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, on the, the subject of Metal Gear Solid 4, I'm actually quite, quite surprised that that wasn't announced because, I, I mean, they showed it running on um, the, um, NGP, should I say, back in January. And I know that was just like, a, I don't know, just a tech demo or something, but I kind of, I'm surprised that it wasn't announced. But yeah, man, I mean, Hideo Kojima, you know, he's awesome. Whatever, whatever he comes up with, with that Fox engine is just going to be great. And he's already expressed a lot of interest in um, Vita. And I think whatever he comes out with is just going to be superb. I can't wait. I'm stoked. Did you guys see the, uh, he had like a tech demo of the Fox engine. He showed like this, some African dude with a dog in a forest. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of the original Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear Solid, but the original Metal Gear. Hmm. I swear yeah, to you. Yeah, I could I see. I could, yeah, you're right. I could see that. Uh, except Snake is white. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's totally not black. But yeah, uh, I mean, it looked great. It looks great. Well, of course they're not going to use Snake. I mean, if they're trying to hide something or something like that, they're going to use some other skins. So, uh, Snake is black in Metal Gear Reboot? You heard it here first, confirmed? (laughs) A strong man doesn't need to read the future. He makes his own. Speaking of gaming on your PS Vita, the battery will last about three to five hours while gaming. What do you guys think about that? I I I thought that would be the case, to be honest. Uh, I know some people are quite shocked about it, but... Shocked? Isn't that, isn't that the a, case for the original PSP? Like, the regular-ass PSP, isn't it? Three to five hours while gaming? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's also with the Go, actually. So then how the fuck can people be shocked? I, I'm shocked that it gets that much mileage. <laughs> it's a fucking... If you consider the processing power that it's getting, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised, too. I just hope that the, the batteries are interchangeable so that, you know, if you're going on a long trip, you can mm-hmm. have a uh, recharge pack or something like that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's not as big as the fucking newly announced 3DS slider analog shit, whatever the hell it is. Did you guys see that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's yeah. this mass. It's bigger than the 3DS itself. <laughs> just, it's this massive addition just for an L2, R2, R1, and an analog stick. I don't know. I don't dig it at all. I think it looks terrible. I don't, I just I don't, don't understand what, what the hell Nintendo is doing with the 3DS, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they're like taking steps backwards. It's like they're second-guessing every damn thing that they do. Yeah. and in fact, Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I can't believe that it didn't have a, a second analog stick to begin with. I mean, you know, it's just, it should be it's commonplace these days, surely. I mean... They're just gonna. It's it's just gonna disrupt development on so many things. I mean, so many games are gonna be able to use that. Should be able to use that thing because they don't have it. You know, they're not gonna be able to. Oh, it's it's just it's just crazy. I, I don't I, understand it at all. Talking about it just makes me 
<laughs> I agree. I agree with you 100%, Mike. In fact, uh, you guys should look forward to. I have a feature coming this week uh, about uh, PlayStation. The ten reasons why I think PlayStation Vita, why we think at PSU that the PlayStation Vita will overtake the uh, Nintendo 3DS. Uh, I've been actually creating this feature for for quite a while now. Um, so make sure you check it out. Ten really good reasons. I mean, the the PSP Vita is pretty much if you ask anybody that knows anything about anything. I mean. The general consensus is that nobody's really stoked about the 3DS. And when you ask anybody about the Vita, Xbox, anybody, at Call of Duty XP, I, I did walk around asking a lot of the, the uh, Treyarch developers, a lot, asking a lot of 360 fans about the Vita. And a lot of them said, I don't play handhelds, but I totally intend to, to uh, use the PlayStation Vita as my PlayStation experience. A lot of them don't play PlayStation games and are really looking forward to playing Uncharted on the Vita just because... It looks so damn authentic. It looks like an Uncharted game just on the go, and, I, and I'm stoked for that. Seriously. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think it's going to be amazing. There is one design decision about PS Vita I didn't like, um, which is the start and select buttons. That they're, they're they're embedded. <laughs> it's a really minor thing, right? But they're embedded quite far down. So if you've got big thumbs, <laughs> they're quite they're quite hard to press. You've sort of got to you know, get an angle on your thumbs and sort of hit them with your nail or, or hmm. you know, the tip of your thumbs. Um, oh, yeah, I was well well pissed off with that. I, I don't think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> so you, you, got big, you got big thumbs until you don't I've got, I think it's my fault. I need to do something about my thumbs. They're, they're abnormal. They're like uh, the giants in proportion. He's, yeah. trying, he's trying to say yeah. that he has a giant penis. He's just trying to say it indirectly. And he's trying to say people with giant penises can't play the PlayStation Vita very well. But uh, I guess you could just wait for the PS Vita Slim or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't ruin the gaming experience. I mean, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, having a giant penis doesn't really ruin the Uncharted Golden Abyss. But, yeah. you know, uh, if you write the review, you should definitely mention that in the review. It's I'll not definitely made for mention people the penis with giant in the review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I one, think I'm one, only going to read it read it for the penis. You know? <laughs> one little uh, one little news piece before we go on to a break, guys, uh, and it's a good one, uh, especially for Mike. So there's this game called Resident <laughs> Evil Six. Um, it's a video game. It's made by Capcom, and this time they said they got little Mike Harridan's hope up, and they, they they said that it'll be brutally scary. Now, of course, Mike's a schoolgirl, and I mean, so am I when it comes to Resident Evil. We both we've been on the love boat before. Uh, we both love Resident oh, Evil. Yeah. But oh yeah, he's so gullible. He he's like if Capcom was an old man outside of a truck saying, "Hey, come in, little boy, take my candy." Mike would totally jump in and take the candy. He never learns his lesson. So this, he, he, he wrote the story. He's super excited for Resident Evil 6 to be brutally scary, like Capcom uh, says. Um, what do you think about this, Mike? You, you can actually go over the story if you want. Um, yeah, well, look, come on. I've had like a 15-year love affair with Capcom. You know, cut me some <laughs> slack, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, it was from EGM, I think, and they've um, they just, from an, quoting an uh, reliable um, inside source, and the, they basically told them that Capcom are going back to the roots with the game. Uh, which has been already been talked about previously from uh, Jun Takeuchi, I think. <laughs> so what does that mean? T- tank, tank controls and bad voice acting? <laughs> yeah, among other things. Apart from that, um, <laughs> we must probably hopefully get a, a decent, half decent, scary game, and above all, a survival horror game. And by that, I mean conserving ammo, exploration, uh, decent puzzles that doesn't require just picking up a key and finding a, a door right next to it and inserting it in. There you go. You know, hopefully this time we're gonna 
Actually, no, we probably won't get Umbrella because they're gone now. But hopefully, if they're going to reboot the story and everything, they'll bring back some old characters. That's just what I, I personally like to see. But at the end of the day, I just really hope that they go back to the old school kind of survival horror stuff. I mean, if you look at Dead Space, uh, you can have, you know, the whole over-the-shoulder camera and it can still be scary. I mean, if you want if you want to ask me what I really wanted, then yeah, I'd say please take me back to like the old school pre-rendered backgrounds because come on guys, pre look at the Resident Evil remake, yeah? That game looks awesome 10 yeah. years on, yeah? Mm-hmm. Imagine what pre-rendered backgrounds would look like on the PlayStation 3. We are talking photorealism here. Now, okay. I would love to see a Resident We are I would love to see a game like God that. God damn it. That's not Wait, happen. Stop talking. You're making me excited for this. <laughs> please don't do this anymore. You're selling me on this more than Capcom has. Jesus Christ. Please don't talk I'm anymore. sorry. I'm... Yeah, that's why Capcom should I hate to jump in here and, 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 and be a downer, but no, I say bullshit and I say yes. uh, I'll believe it when I see it yes. because, you know, they've been saying this the whole time and, and I, don't, I don't know. I've lost faith in the Resident Evil series. <laughs> not, not to say yeah. that those, those – I'm not saying that, that Resident Evil 4 and 5 were bad games, but they just weren't good Resident Evil games. They would have been great if they had named something else. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, See, the thing is, what has me, this has me wondering, uh, did they already, like, discredit Resident Evil Revelations? (laughs) Saying, like, okay, no, guys, Resident Evil 6 is going to be the real Resident Evil. But they're still, like, making two of them or whatever. One for 3DS and one for uh, PlayStation 3, right? I mean, Revelations, that that is the the online one. Yeah, that's... That's the Resident Evil Revelation. Yeah, that's a 3DS one. To be fair, that that does look like a proper uh, Resident Evil game. And also, not only that goes, but if you think about it, they've already shown what they can do. I mean, I don't know if you played Lost in Nightmares for Resident Evil 5, the one that's set in the Spencer Mansion. The no, but Common. I really did want to play that. Uh, I really did. Yeah, that, it's, it's very short. I will say that it's very, very short. But it really does give you a glance so they could do if they want to go for that old school feeling because it was really, really claustrophobic. There weren't many enemies in it, only towards the latter half. Most of the, in fact, the first part of the um, game was just going around exploring um, and solving puzzles and stuff. And there was a few bits of dialogue and stuff and reading files. They even had the... um, old Keeper's Diary from the first Resident Evil game, you know, for Itchy Tasty or whatever it was. Oh, God, Mike, please, please, awesome, please don't actually. make me go back and play Resident Evil 5 Lost in Memories, please don't. I hate how you're selling me on all this bullshit Resident Evil. Do you work for Capcom? Admit it now. Yeah, okay, I do. <laughs> God damn it, I knew it. Um, well, uh, that's been uh, our spiel on Resident Evil, guys. Uh, we're going to take a five-minute break, and uh, we'll be back after the break. Uh, listen to this awesome music track, by the way.
And we're back. Um, basically, uh, we're going to get into uh, what Steve thinks about Resident Evil uh, Sorry, not Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil 3. Steve, what do you think about Resident Evil 3? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right? Uh, we're going to get into Resistance 3. It released this week. It's a big game. Uh, Steven played it. He liked it. Gave it a 9.0. Um, what do you think, Steve? Really liked it. I think uh, storylines in first-person shooters, they're normally, you know, quite detached from the actual gameplay. You'd rather just get on with the game. But this is the first first-person shooter that I can remember where I've been engrossed with the storyline from beginning to end and not knowing what's going to happen at the end right until the, the last few seconds. Uh, I mean, come across from uh, the last... Uh, can, I, can I spoil the last game or not? Uh, Resistance 2? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, add a small disclaimer here, guys. If you haven't played Resistance Two, and if you are looking forward to playing Resistance Two, I don't think you should. I think you should play Resistance One and probably skip to three. But um, if you uh, if you want to play Resistance Two, just skip ahead about two minutes in the podcast. Go ahead, Steve. Okay, so so you know Joseph Capelli killed uh, Hale in the last game. Oh my God! Was, uh... Jesus, what's your problem? <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah, uh, he totally shot him in the face, blew a hole in his head. And he was uh, chucked out of the army, wasn't he, as a result? Well, he's back now in this, but he's, he's here. He's been away for like a few years, um, not fighting against the Chimera, but basically just building a family together, keeping out of it, keeping safe. Um, but something happens, um, and it's connected with his family as well. So you really get to see him as a, a sort of a family man, first and foremost, when it starts. And the sort of play on that throughout the whole game. Um, so you, you really sort of identify with him and identify with the story, which just isn't just about going after the Chimera, but it's also about his, his family. Um, so I absolutely love the story. I love the ending. Um, but gameplay as well is fantastic. The, the game looks great, I should expect. There's that much variety in the different levels. Um, you know, you'll be fighting on like the the huge sort of spaceship terraformer, I think it's called, which is their their satellite like weapon in the sky. Hmm. Um, and then you'll be out in a forest. You'll be on a boat in the Mississippi. Um, you're at sh- like shanty towns. There's now, a lot of variety. I heard I heard a semi spoiler about Resistance Three. Um, it got me actually kind of excited. Just clarify without without going too much. Have you played Half Life Two, uh, Stephen? Yes. Okay. Talk to me about the story, though. Go on. Okay, sure. Uh, whatever. Um, there was a part <laughs> in Half-Life 2, uh, Ravenholm. I don't know if you remember it. Just refresh my memory. It was, you walk into this, you walk into this, uh, like, this town that was barricaded. Uh, it's nighttime. You're on the rooftops. And uh, shit starts hitting the fan. And it turns really scary. You see, like, uh, these, the, the, the fast, the fast zombies. I don't remember what they were called just start like sprinting up pipes uh, on buildings trying to get to you jumping over rooftops yeah. it's it was like a really scary part in the game um i heard there's something almost exactly like that that takes place in mississippi i think uh so that's a little bit of a spoiler but I, that gets me really excited for it i mean it was pretty survival horror-ish in 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 half-life so to know that that's going to be yeah. a, resident, a resistance sorry i'm really excited there's a, there's a few moments like that that are quite um survival horror-ish um, and also, like some of the bosses, when you're you're sort of there's there's some sections which you're you're sort of running away from the bosses, and it really captures sort of panic and intensity. So you you you're proper legging it 
Yeah, and you, you sort of feel that, oh my God, I don't want this thing to catch me. Awesome. Um, so there's, there's some great moments like that. Cool, man. Um, what did you think about the multiplayer? Yeah, actually, the more I've played to player, the more I do think it already needs more. It's quite really? condensed. Um, the maps are all great. I don't think there's enough modes. There's five game modes. Um, I already feel, playing Team Deathmatch and, and Deathmatch, that I've, I've seen all the maps. I've already got to know all the maps. I've only had the game a week. Uh, I pretty much know you know best spots to go for sniping, um, where the other team's going to spawn. I feel that I'm very quickly going to get to know the game's multiplayer quite well, where I sort of like more variety. They've already um, announced the DLC for Resistance 3, right? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely it'll be coming. So, you know, that, that's great. But, uh, yeah, it's totally intense. I mean, I haven't been able to put down multiplayer since I've, since I've got the game. Cool. The only thing I'm slightly disappointed in is, is the co-op. Is they should have had co-op where you could connect with anyone online and anyone can jump in your game. They've got to be on your friends list or you, you play split screen. That's fine. I mean, I mean, that doesn't bother me. Really, no, no, no. I mean, it's a sort of side thing of the game anyway. It's not the. Uh, it's all about single player and multiplayer, really. Would you, Would you want I, to connect with a random person, anyways, just to play a single player? I mean, does the did you Did you really want to do that? Does anybody ever want yeah. to just connect to someone randomly? Yeah, I, I, it comes in handy for me because I play at some random times. Like I play during the day when most people are at work, hmm. and and in the UK, often there's no one. None of my friends are online because they're all at work. Or having a so, cup of tea. Having a cup of having a cup of tea break. <laughs> so. I would, I'd rather have that option of being able to let anyone play. Hmm, yeah, I guess. But then you might get some total fucking retard that's like <laughs> fucking on, on crack cocaine and just screaming and totally pulling you out of the experience. But whatever. But whatever. It's, definitely, it's definitely better, the single-player campaign, as a solo experience. You get think? your headset on. You yeah, get your headset on. How does, uh, how does it handle totally two-player? Uh, is there two characters always running around or... Yeah, it's basically just a single a single player campaign with two players. What about the, the um, cutscenes? Is the second player in it in them at all? Or yeah, you can skip the cutscenes. No, so. no, but I mean, I mean, I'm saying like, let's say player two plays as uh, I don't know, zombie Nathan Hale. Um, is he in the cutscenes, or is there is there like a partner that's always with you in your cutscenes? Is Joseph Capelli always alone, or does it make sense that there's two people there? No, no, it doesn't make sense to the story. No. Oh, okay, okay. It's just literally another guy who you can sort of help to tactically get rid of the Chimera, but it's much more fun doing it on your own and having to really think that much harder to, to what weapons you're going to use against a fantastic variety of enemies. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you really liked it. I really want to pick it up. Uh, do you guys want to check out Resistance 3? Uh, Justin, Mike? Definitely. Um, yeah, um, I've um, actually got a question, Donna. Um, you said that um, if you played Resistance 1, you recommend skipping two if you haven't played it and go straight to three well that's kind of the boat i'm in because i played number one and haven't played number two so do you really not recommend getting the two um okay look basically for the story uh you'll for the story it's tough right because resistance 2 i i my personal opinion and actually a lot of people believe that resistance 2 just wasn't uh, of quality, they 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 churned it out way too fast. And the graphics were terrible. There was a lot of bugs. The the story was all over the place. They really tried to Call of Duty it. So you lost the weapon wheel that they had in Resistance One that they brought back in Resistance Three. You just you were able yeah, to carry two weapons that. like a like a Call of Duty style. You know, like you carry um, one, you press a square to pick up another one, and that's the only two you can carry. Yeah. Um, 
the game was really weak really like i really disliked the the single player the story was all over the place nothing really made sense it was just convoluted for no reason um what, I just, what about the set pizza i mean there's some sweet ass bosses in th- that that's exactly what it was about yeah that's it was all about those major set piece moments there's just going to be one one big moment that everybody remembers is was fighting the leviathan which is what they showed uh, yeah that's what i saw yeah, they showed at E3, which is which is actually on our top ten boss PS3 boss fights of all time. It's uh, pretty high up there because it was an epic boss fight. That's the only part of Resi- I mean, it was super scripted, extremely scripted. But that's the only part of Resistance Two that, right. that'll always be in my memory. That and the absolute and the ending, ending, which has just been spoiled for you, Mike. But uh, the main character. <laughs> no, no, no. It's how I knew about the ending. It's cool. Um. So, all right. Well. I don't know. Knowing me, I'll probably get it anyway. I'll just borrow it if I can. But I am definitely, definitely going to pick up Resistance Free. I mean, that really does sound great. Especially reading Stephen's review because I published it and everything. It, oh, it just totally sold me. I just can't. I'm, I definitely want to get that game. Cool. There is a few scripted um, boss fights in, in Resistance Three as well. Um, totally predictable of how to kill the bosses, but. It doesn't make it any less exciting. There's, there's right. one particular boss fight which is really memorable. The rest aren't so memorable, but still great moments in the game. Cool. Yeah, there's always some that does press as much. I want to get Resistance 3, but unfortunately I won't have money until the end of the month, and that's also when Dark Souls comes out, so... <laughs> yeah. You guys looking forward to Dark Souls? Yes, oh my God. definitely. That, that <laughs> oh game my God. looks fucking great, man. I put in ah. probably well over... 800, maybe a thousand hours into <laughs> Demon Souls. So, uh, oh, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think you have your calculation <laughs> done right there, man. A thousand hours. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking because you know I, I've made I've made so many different characters because you know first first you you I went through with my normal one and, and put in so much time and then I came back and you know making a special like a blue blade blue blade sword swordsman and I assume you, know, you have the platinum. Just, I actually don't have the platinum because I don't feel like grinding for the stupid stones. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, Dark Souls looks cool, but as someone who played Demon Souls for about 15 minutes and then completely, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel like playing a hardcore experience other at the time. It was just bad timing. Uh, I, I skipped Demon Souls. Do you think that there's, uh, since I skipped Demon Souls, do you think I could just jump into Dark Souls and everything will be okay or will I be lost or... I don't. I don't think that, that that there's any type of story arch that you you really need to uh, understand. I mean, Demon Souls had a story, but I don't think it was really all that in necessary. Okay. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it, but... Donna, yeah I think I was at Gamescom and um, I, I went to a behind-the-scenes presentation with Dark Souls with, I think it was the lead designer mm-hmm. and uh, one of the animate the animators, and they showed us like a level in the game and these guys got killed probably half a dozen times against one creature and i just kept thinking if they can't do it what chance have i got it looked really difficult <laughs> but it looked absolutely so so challenging and rewarding once you've uh, once you've actually killed the beast so cool all right that's man, well, to look forward to. yeah i'm gonna check it out uh, i don't know i don't know if I'll, I'll fall in love with it uh demon souls kind of so this was my experience with Demon Souls. I, I started it and I'm like, oh, cool, man. This is totally like um, an RPG I could totally get into. And I heard it was really hard. And I was I was looking forward. I mean, so I ended up dying on my way to um, throughout the first level a few times. And I had to get my body. And nothing was too 
I mean, every time I died, I felt like it was my fault. I just didn't know how to fight properly. And then I get to one point <clears throat> where the level pretty much splits into two paths, one to the left and one to the right. I followed it to the right, I believe, and there was this bridge. And on that bridge, there was some dude with, like, glowing red eyes. And oh, like, yeah, the red-eye knight. And I'm like, I guess I'll go here. There's just one guy here. And then the guy just fucking walks up to me, blows in my face, and I, I'm dead. He just, like, hit me once, and I... And I was like, fuck this, how the fuck was I supposed to know? And I freaked out, I just shut off the game. Uh, because getting back to your body really sucks. Because you gotta get back to your body in Demon's Souls. And when you respawn, you start from like close to the beginning. And you have to fight your way back. And it really sucks. And then uh, I started talking to some people and they're like, oh yeah, that's the, the red-eye asshole. You can't fight him until you're like level 50. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Why was he in the first level of the game? I don't know, whatever. I haven't um, actually played um, Demon's Souls, so I don't know whether I'll pick up Dark Souls, but it does look awesome. I mean, I've only heard good things about it. Um, obviously, apart from Don's experience there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard a lot Did of you, great things. I mean, what's interesting is that the guy who's who's written our Dark Souls preview for PSU is a, a guy who was who wrote the official Demon's Souls guide for, uh, I'm not sure if it's Brady Games or someone, who's like one of the main writers for it. Wow. So he knows. Isn't that the one they they had packed in? They they put it in with the uh, the one the European edition. Um, I'm I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, so yeah. This, guy, <laughs> this guy was. Yeah, this guy was this guy was raving raving about Dark Souls, but he was saying it is really hard. Some people, are, I think, it's gonna you're either gonna love it or hate it. So I had the chance of going to Call of Duty XP uh, 2011. Well, I guess the only. Call of Duty XP, so it doesn't really need 2011. But uh, this was about two weeks ago. Uh, Activision had flown some press out to go play Modern Warfare 3. And uh, we didn't know, but there was a bunch of uh, events that were going on at the same time. Uh, we, we were able to ride around in a Jeep, which it was actually some type of simulation, uh, military simulation where... Uh, so they told us we were just going to ride around in a Jeep. There was a five-hour line to this, by the way. Press didn't really have to wait lines, but uh, people paid $150 to go to this event to wait hours and hours and lines uh to do everything literally to play from playing spec ops to checking out modern warfare 3 you had to wait in the line lines varied from like half an hour to like five hours i think the jeep had like the longest lineup i know that on the saturday it was a two-day event thing and on the saturday um the lineup for the jeep thing was five hours so anyways i got to check out this jeep thing uh it was like um a mil- some military instructor or some military driver w- was... Uh, was it like a military stuff. Hummer or some shit like that? It was the Call of Duty Jeep. It was the, the new uh, Modern Warfare Jeep that they were showing off, the new Wrangler. They, they talked about it in their press conference, saying that it's like the most like heavy-duty Jeep they've ever built, and it's like super military-grade, and it's very limited edition, whatever. Um, it's a fucking Modern Warfare Jeep. They had one for Black Ops, and this is like the sequel to that, and it's like better in every way or whatever. They, I just tuned out when they were talking about that. In fact, like everybody in, in, in the crowd kind of just shut the fuck up when this guy from jeep like literally from jeep showed up on the press on the stage in the press conference and just started talking about it and nobody there was like no cameras were flashing everybody was just silent no no applause or anything everybody was just like what the fuck is going on um <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't come to this event to get sold a fucking jeep yeah get exactly like games. we are we are fucking games press do you, do you think we can afford this fucking jeep um, but anyways, so they showed off that Jeep. They made us ride around in it, uh, which was kind of cool. So the guy was just like, uh, yeah, we're going to take a, we're going to take a spin. You're going to see what it's like to, um, to ride around in this Jeep. And then all of a sudden shit hits the fan. His radio goes off and, uh, 
basically next thing we know we're going off road he's skidding everywhere or there's literal there's seriously guns firing from outside the jeep we had like full military gear on uh he he pulls up in front of some warehouse um where like some navy team brought us through and they were firing blanks like there was like it was pretty much like a mission from mono warfare we were just following behind we had to get this uh briefcase marked with an orange x uh basically it was insane they were throwing like flashbangs they were fucking shooting blanks firing really loud we had like uh earpieces to uh to suppress the sound it was actually really fun and after that they drove us back to the event and it was kind of like a surprise they didn't really tell anybody that was going to happen so that was fun there was a zip lining event uh where i I did like a like a military grade zip line or whatever that was kind of fun um there was paintball uh scrapyard which was uh basically they made uh do you guys know modern warfare 2 there was a map called rust or new yeah i don't remember which 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 map they used but a super small map they they basically recreated that um made people play it in uh with paintball i didn't do that as to not get my clothes completely destroyed um, you keep saying they made people they made you ride the jeep they made you <laughs> well the they paintball. made sorry sorry was there <laughs> was there guns to your head at this point in time <laughs> no, no sorry no they allowed people to but uh i mean they they kind of encouraged press to go check out all this stuff also uh, if you guys remember modern warfare 2 that obstacle course in the beginning they uh yeah. they they recreated that and uh, they 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 made us they put a gun to our head and made us run it with a with a paintball gun it was pretty it's pretty awesome seriously uh they had a burger town that they recreated uh burger town is that burger king <laughs> lookalike restaurant from modern warfare 2 but you can actually buy yeah. like crazy like 12 dollar burgers from there but whatever uh that place with lineups like crazy so uh on to modern warfare 3 just the multiplayer i'm saying and uh, they weren't really showing off the uh well they did they did have a bit of team deathmatch but they were sh- more showing off this new mode called kill confirmed which is basically you kill an enemy he drops a dog tag um you have to collect this dog tag if you want to score your team points now the thing is um if your ally gets killed right next to you he drops his dog tag you can run over and grab the dog tag and deny the kill for the other team so it adds like a new layer of like strategy and intensity to the game, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, it's not only about going in, going in solo and just killing everything. You really do find yourself working as a team more, which is exactly what those Modern Warfare games need. Now, can anybody collect a dog tag? I mean, say if you're a sniper and you're sniping yep. these guys and yep. you just have your buddy over there collecting dog tags. Yep, that's an awesome strategy that like they, they even talked about themselves. Yeah, man. Uh, basically, anybody can collect a dog tag. Anybody on your team and anybody on the opponent's team. It makes it makes it really fun, and it, it doesn't it doesn't. I mean, you still at the end of the game have uh, the the kill death count, but it it doesn't make you you know want to get more kills than anybody on the re- uh, anybody on your team. I mean, you're, everybody's working together, so that's pretty cool. Um, they also showed off Spec Ops Special Ops, their new. Uh, so they have a new mode for Special Ops called Survivor. Which is basically a mix of zombies from the Treyarch mono, uh, Treyarch Call of Duty games and regular Spec Ops. So you're in an enclosed map, very small map actually, from the two maps they showed. Uh, you're in enclosed. Waves of enemies keep coming, and between waves, you have the uh, options of uh, option of going to different crates and uh, replenishing your ammo or buying new guns or kind of like how you would do in, in uh, zombies except you have more choice on what you want to pick up in fact you can even go get a uh, body armor you can get a juggernaut suit you can get a uh, a delta squad to help you out so you get like an ai controlled team of four people to to help you out it's actually really good it's a really good mode it's really fun i like it way more than zombies 
it was fun to just walk around, talk to people, shoot the shit. Everybody was super casual. It was really fun, actually. Didn't you, like, hang out with a couple of people from um, some other sites as well? Yeah, I hung out with um, Nick Chester and Hamza, Hamza Aziz from Destructoid, uh, Tina Sanchez from IGN, as well as Scott Lowe from IGN, um, Peter Eichermans. We were hanging out for a bit. Uh, there's a lot of press there, really cool. And the best part of these events is, I'm sure if you guys have gone to events yourselves, is... Uh, just how casual everybody is, just how easy it is to just walk up to someone, they're having a drink, you just walk up to them and just start talking. Just It's so easy to talk to them. Everybody has the same interest. Yeah, man, everybody's there for the same reason you are, especially when you're talking to other media and everybody's just there to, you know, to learn about the game and have fun if they can. And it's just super easy to talk to. I mean, everybody's under the same, like, oh my God, this is, this is awesome and everything, but at some point I'm going to have to get back to the hotel and just write a bunch about this shit. So everybody's like pressed to find work and... And it's fun. It's just everybody's doing the exact same thing you are. and You could just talk about anything. You could just walk up to them and be like, so what do you think about Modern Warfare 3? And just get into a good discussion. So that was Call of Duty XP. I mean, the Activision is going to have another one next year. They pretty much almost confirmed that at the uh, at the conference. They, like, they said next year things are going to be bigger and better. So I guess this is going to be an annual thing. Well, it kind of fits in with our annual titles. <laughs> what, what, what is going to come next? A Triarchs and probably Grey Ops or something like that. <laughs> probably uh, a Black Ops sequel, what we've heard. All right, guys. Well, uh, anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Or are you guys all pooped out? <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Steve, Justin, Mike. Been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I had fun. Cheers. Yeah, man. I uh, hope you guys uh, return on the podcast uh, next week or whenever the next episode goes up. We might start doing the podcast bi-weekly. Uh, we're still in the planning phases of that. If you realize, we're only at episode five, so podcast is still pretty new. Uh, but uh, we're getting things uh, off the ground. Everything is going well. Uh, we might start doing it bi-weekly. And next episode, Adam should be on. Hopefully, talk about uh, his, you know, his NHL review, his ICO review, because ICO should be releasing soon. Uh, his God of War review. Adam has been pretty much reviewing everything, and uh, Steve has been playing uh, Resistance Three. Isn't the ICO review already up? Yeah, it's up, but Ico. When does when does Ico come out? Or Ico and Shadow Colossus? Uh, I think uh, it's uh, end of this month, uh, something like the twenty yeah, six or something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's right. Twenty six, I think. Uh, that's been episode five <laughs> of Podcast Derail, guys. I I hope you guys uh, had fun. It was a long episode, and uh, look forward to next episode. Peace. <laughs>